Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Well, good morning, New Jersey. It is Thursday, July 23rd. I'm Bob Williams, and welcome to the Jim Gerhardt Podcast for this week. How are you, Jim? I'm fine. It's, it's kind of a uh, what a, an overcast, dank, rainy morning here at Gerhardt Manor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, you know, I want to do this right off the bat. I keep referring to my home as stately Gerhardt Manor. And I've had people say, oh, no, I've seen your house. It doesn't look very stately to me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a manor. It's just a, you know, an old home. Uh, well, it is a gated was, community. You do have a nice fence around the property. Yeah. Well, it goes to Batman. Remember? Yes. In Batman. Nobody, the announcer never said when they switched scenes from Commissioner Gordon's office back to the Batcave, they never say, let's go see what's shaken at Bruce Wayne's house. <laughs> the line was always, meanwhile, at stately Wayne Manor, ancestral home of prominent millionaire Bruce Wayne. So I like that stately Wayne Manor. So this is stately Gerhardt Manor. All right. All right. Did you get a lot of rain down there at Stately Gerhardt Manor last night? Oh, we, we got a little last night. We just got some a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nancy was out in the yard uh, doing her chore, picking up after dogs. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, the, the sky's open and everybody got drenched. But yeah, it's nice. Good to have the rain. Save, saves on the uh, the watering, the sprinkler. You know, I turned the sprinkler off. Oh, I told you something interesting before we get into uh, uh, the meat of what we're going to talk about today. I have been dreading getting my utility bill because we've had the air conditioner going 24 hours a day. This terrible heat wave we're having. And of course, the problem is that it stays hot at night as well. The temperature is not going down as night as traditionally had happened. So I expected that when the bill came in, the electric bill came in, I, I, it was going to be staggering. Turns out, as of yesterday, when I got the bill, they said I'd use 13.4% less electricity this year than last year. Wow. Do you remember anything like this last year? I don't. No. I mean, and you would think that you're using more because people are yeah. home more. Of course. Of course. Mm. Well, I, I, one thing uh, I wanted to bring up that I thought was very interesting, a, a Jersey story. There's been talk by some of the uh, a gaggle of people in the aggrieved industry uh, that the name of Freehold is offensive. Freehold, of course, is very nice, historic oh. town, Monmouth County uh, seat. And that the name Freehold, the word, not the town, the name has to be changed because it is offensive to whoever is offended by practically anything. <clears throat> so the question came up, uh, pops into your mouth, are there other towns in New Jersey that are going to fall beneath the politically correct steamroller here the name is right and i I took a look around and i'm going to make some suggestions here first of all i would suggest they change the name of egg harbor yeah the offensive to to vegans (laughs) yeah good point yeah and uh going on uh well obviously we get washington and towns like that there's about washington there's about eight Washingtons, so they got to deal with that. Like eight. Oh, there's, five, there's five Washingtons in New Jersey. Right. And a bunch of Franklins, too. Hey. Okay, we got Mansfield. That would be offensive to women, I would yes. think. Uh, you would change it to Persons Field or, or whatever. 
Okay. Uh, Southampton, well, the South, you know, who they're they're wiping the South, the memory of it. Also, Magnolia, New Jersey, has to go because that's sort of a Southern symbol. Shiloh, we have a town called Shiloh. There are 565 towns in New Jersey. One called Shiloh because I believe the rebels, the South, won the Battle of Shiloh. So after we, we don't want to remember that. Weehawken, there goes uh, well, small people. Uh, you can't you M word, you know, remember that you can't right, use. Right. Uh, Bethlehem, of course, would be offensive to atheists. Yeah. There's town of Clinton. Well, well that's offensive. That's offensive to me. I you know, it's that's, that's personal. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Victory Gardens. Oh. South Jersey. That is uh xenophobic. Ooh. Really? Victory? Yeah. And Scotch Plains would offend alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, finally, I get ho hocus because oh. ho ho reminds you of Santa Claus, which is a reminder of Christmas. And Christmas, of course, is very, very offensive to, to this particular group. But anyway, something to think about. And of course, I want I had a whole bunch more, but I, I will not burden you with those. So. Well, I was always I was always of the opinion of the, the, the name freeholder should have been changed years ago to freeloader. Because I really question what the heck those people <laughs> ever do. I mean, does county government do anything in the state? I mean, there are some states where county government is very, very influential, and they have some very, very, you know, main, main jobs like county-wide school systems in some states. Not here. It's basically just a, a nothing job. I mean, what do they do? And basically, there aren't they local politicians that have yeah. stepped to the regional level as a freeholder in these counties? I guess that's right. All the relatives of, of the biggies, political biggies. Yeah, at, at one time, back in colonial days, when this was set up, possibly there was some point in it, I know, because uh, transportation and communication wasn't as instantaneous as right now. Uh, so maybe there was some sense in that. There's certainly not anymore. There have been moves, or at least uh, stirrings of uh, sentiment, to eliminate county government or to eliminate town government and have county government one way or the other. And you could do it either way in New Jersey. I know uh, for one time, the town, the town where I live, there were five towns that were so contiguous, and this happens all over New Jersey, that there was a move afoot. In fact, there was a petition out to consolidate them all into one town. Well, that of course didn't work, which is a little bit of a side issue over the county, but consolidating towns in New Jersey is, uh, is a no-brainer. It should be done. But you get two things holding against it, mitigating against it, like combining school districts. we got so many of them, can't keep up with them. And it's very, very expensive. But one thing is there is a legend in New Jersey called home rule. Now, older people, for some reason, believe this fiction that they're ruining their own destiny, which is ridiculous because everything that goes on is, is dictated by Washington or Trenton. But they hold on to that and say, I don't want to merge with this town because way back in the 40s, we played football against them and they played dirty. <laughs> anything to do with them. So that that's you get. Also, the job thing, because, again, they're talking about merging five towns. Well, you got, for example, five political structures, five police departments. That means you're going to have one. So four police chiefs have to step you know, down a rank. Nobody wants to give that up. And so what happened is they had, this is a few years ago, they had these petitions on counters at local merchants. 
And my, I went in the hardware store one day, and there on the counter was a petition, and you could sign it or not sign it, that you wanted to combine these governments. Well, they had a policeman in full uniform standing right next to it watching to see who signed it. Now, he didn't say anything. In fact, he was quite friendly. On the other hand, you figure if I sign that petition, I'm going to get a ticket before I get out of the parking lot. Of course. I don't know that I would have, but this is what you think. So there's a certain amount of intimidation going on. Anyway, your point's well taken. Uh, the county uh, maintains, I think, the library system. Right. And, and, the, and, the, county, and the departments and the county parks. And, and park, county parks. Well, that's good. You, you and, can I, have and one other thing we'll give them credit for. I think the, the, mar the uh, sheriff, I think they take care of the courts. Is that correct? So they well, yeah, Somebody else could do that, too. Yeah, right. True. But. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, it's, uh, maybe somebody will bring that up. Uh, I, you know, I think so many things are going to change. I was getting, I uh, can't say clinically depressed, but certainly a little bit sad, contemplating the outcome of the presidential and the general election coming up. We're in a no-win situation here, I think, and I'll simply throw this out as a thought, that no matter who wins, we're going to lose, ultimately. Because, first of all, the Democrats, who, according to the media, are you know, way ahead. Now, you don't know because the media is part of this progressive establishment, so you don't know what you're getting. Uh, we get things like the, uh, the erosion of freedom of speech, the intimidation factor, all of these isms, the political correctness. Now, we have given those up on our own, which is very disturbing. There's been no government mandate that you can't use certain words. There's no government mandate that says that you have to have a certain belief. But we, we go with that anyway, because this progressive whatever steamroller that is rolling across the land has somehow mandated that, and they have such great intimidating powers that people, look at the people, lose the job for saying something that is perfectly innocent. It might even be perfectly correct but it is not in keeping with the speech. Right. And so, but, but you see what happens is, and also the behavior you see now in these democratic controlled cities, people can go wild, do whatever they want. Uh, all this call for doing away with police, the whole nutty package is out there, but it's not centralized. It is not institutionalized. Now, if the Democrats come into power, the progressives with the presidency, and the, uh, the, the both houses of Congress, this will be institutionalized, in my opinion, my particular foresight. It's going to be institutionalized because then it will be the government will declare these simple things that people say. Right now, it's uh, the school principal, just pick one, for example, in New Jersey, who said something very, very innocent, and yet he had to come back and grovel and apologize. Uh, you get, I think, the quarterback for New Orleans, Drew Brees, who they started yelling what xenophobia because he said he didn't want to see the country embarrassed or he, he supported the country. You can't do that. Uh, you get things like uh, changing the name of anything in California that has John Wayne in it, like the airport in Orange County, the uh, 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 cinema what, uh, curriculum center. At UCLA, it was John Wayne. He probably gave him the money for it. But anyway, that has to go. But these things now are something that we allow ourselves to be intimidated into, and people will not push back for fear of that intimidation, what it could mean to them. 
then it'll become institutionalized and yeah. there will be laws to this effect. So you're moving into the Chinese model. How deep into it we'll get and how soon, I don't know. But the Chinese model, which would be total government control over behavior, over thought. And as in China, people who disagree somehow disappear and they become the Orwellian non-persons. So that's the fear on the one side. Now, think about that. You're going to have problems. Uh, Your freedoms are going to be eroded seriously if these Democrats get into power. On the other hand, if the Republicans do the same thing, then you're also walking into a morass because there goes any hope of controlling the environment. The corporations will run roughshod and have their way, which they might anyway. But uh, you get no change in current policies that are destroying the planet. Right. I, I think everybody has seen these programs about this uh, well, the whole planet's worth of plastic building up. The oceans are becoming so polluted, you're not going to be able to have seafood very shortly, or you eat it at your own peril. And you know what's happening to the land, which between what pig poop and buffalo or cow flatulence, you know, is doing us in. So you've got, uh, in other words, on one side, you've got a lot of change that I think are going to be very restrictive and very unpleasant for us who are used to freedom. Speaking of freedom, Franklin Roosevelt, D. Roosevelt, very liberal president back in 1941, proposed what he called the four freedoms, the four freedoms that Americans have a right to. And uh, you would not remember this, and many people wouldn't, but older people will. This was a big thing, the four freedoms. There were Norman Rockwell paintings that were famous, was on magazine covers. And the four freedoms were freedom of speech. Inalienable rights of all Americans. This is why you're going to war. You're going to fight for these four freedoms. Freedom of speech, freedom of worship, which is freedom of religion, freedom from fear. Now you tell that to somebody who is shaking in their boots because they said something innocent on Facebook. And then finally, there was freedom from want. Now, that is probably somewhat subjective, but I think he meant uh, physical uh, want, the basic needs of life, food, clothing, shelter, you know, and the like. Uh, And so I would say we still have that. Now, people will complain and say, well, yeah, but there's still poor people, still people who want. Yes. Very famous person. That was a name I I don't remember exactly. Once said, the poor will always be with you. And this is probably true. It'll come to me. It's a name I heard once somewhere. Uh, But which gets back to the freedom of religion. Now you've got, as you know, Bob, you've got the uh, Christianity under fire. Oh, yeah, it's under attack. Oh, the, the, the attacks on the uh, the statues of the Virgin Mary throughout the country. It makes you sick. What, yeah. what, what does that have to do with anything? Well, it, it's, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just speechless on that sort of thing. <laughs> the, setting, uh, setting the statue of the Virgin Mary on fire, holding plastic flowers. Uh, <laughs> What? Okay, and, but also you have a. We're told there's a rise in anti-Semitism. Uh, now, this interesting. The only religion really that is getting uh, a free pass is uh, Islam in this country. Why? I think it has nothing to do with the religion except the, the reputation, which is maybe not well founded, that they are all full bent the uh, worldwide Islam to take over, you know, the world and the country. 
And so that would be uh, something that, uh, and also these are people who refer to us as the great Satan. In other words, in that group, there are prominent haters of America. Therefore, our progressives love them because they are, well, the old thing, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Because the progressive leadership, these people hate America. Anybody else who does is okay with them, no matter what. So they get a little bit of a free ride, but essentially Christianity, Judaism, and the like, very declassé now in America. Hey, so uh, Maria from uh, Mansfield uh, typed in. She said, uh, leave our town alone. Maria from <laughs> Mansfield. No, it's going to be Personsfield. I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> and and you know, to, to your point, have you... Did you ever think you'd live to see the day where the government would not stand up and protect you from property damage or uh, no. you know, bodily harm from an no. enemy? Did you ever no. think that? I, I'm just amazed by this. We, we trusted, this is back in the good old days, the halcyon days, we trusted that the government would do three things. One is to defend us from such things as you're talking about, to keep us safe, to maintain a stable economy. And to tell the truth. <laughs> so I, I used to say, well, we know the truth is gone. Two out of three weren't bad, but now we lost the, uh, the, the keep us safe. And the economy, I think, is the way it is, not the government's fault, really. This has to do with the uh, current uh, health situation in the country. Yeah. But and, uh, no, I, I never thought, it, it never occurred to anybody that you could go out and uh, just cause mayhem in the street, public disorder. And the government not only would not stop it, they would support it. Yeah. Uh, this is why this is why people are buying guns, and yeah. it's a, it's it's unfortunate. It's real. It's real. People, people that, have it's... seen the fact that the government is not only not going to help them in a time of crisis, it's going to join the enemy. The St. Louis couple. Oh, that's that's another tragedy. You know, they're yeah. protecting their own property. These people were trying to defend their property from an obvious threat. People were saying, it's not like saying, well, we were just standing out here peacefully demonstrating. No, you weren't. You they, tore the game down. You came went. marching in. You told these people you were going to take their house and you were going to do harm to them. So they pulled out the difference. Yeah, that's right. And the crowd backed off. What happens is the people defending their home get charged. So, so. And, and, yeah, the guns weren't loaded. Yeah, right. It was just a deterrent. We were told. But they didn't, yeah, but the did not know that. So that was the thing. That was the that was the caveat there. So Yeah. So we got war on, on religion, the practitioners of religion. We got war on just actually there's a war on rational people who think and arrive at a conclusion, an opinion, and state the opinion publicly if it's not in concert with the going politically correct line, their careers can be ruined. It, it, it's a terrible thing. It goes back to the 13th century. I think it was about the 1240s. Pope Innocent III, which is an oxymoron, Innocent III, Innocent, proclaimed that this was the official church policy that led eventually into the Inquisition and other unpleasantries. He said, anyone who has an opinion of God inconsistent with church doctrine shall be burned without mercy that's where we are we're not we're not lighting school principles of fire right now but believe me they would now these people if you look at some of the faces contorted with, with hatred and anger in some of these demonstrations so uh 
I don't know where, where it goes, uh, but uh, I, I uh, who, who, who's going to fall next to John Wayne now? They're, they're obliterating that, his name. What did he do? Oh, oh, I did want to tell you, speaking of that, I'm going to do you a favor. You like good movies. On Netflix, there's a movie called Trumbo. Trumbo. Have you seen it? No, no, no. It's about Dalton Trumbo, who was probably the greatest screenwriter that we ever had, and how he was blacklisted during the McCarthy witch hunt of communists in Hollywood. Uh, and it, it is an excellent movie with a great cast in it, but it gives you a very good flavor of what went on back there, which I remember quite well. Now, what we're having now, this is McCarthyism, and, and John Wayne is not very favorably portrayed in the movie. He was portrayed something as a, as a, uh, 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 an overzealous uh, bully, you know, patriotic bully, which maybe he was. I have no idea. But see that movie because it does recreate that era. And you will see the parallels between that McCarthyism back in the 50s and what's going on right now from the other side. So we are back into a form of reverse McCarthyism in which the left is intimidating people. Right. Great parallel. This is not in the movie, but I do remember the hearings, the Army McCarthy hearings, when Joseph McCarthy held up a sheet of paper. Mr. Chairman, I have a list of 65 known communists working in our State Department. Of course, he had nothing. It was a blank piece of paper, it turned out. He had anything. Consider that with his Congressman Adam Schiff's business. I have proof, definite proof, that uh, what the Russians controlled the last election are the Trump and uh, uh, Vladimir Putin have a, somehow an agreement. They had nothing. Obviously, he had nothing. No such thing. So it is the same thing turned right around now. You are having a liberal witch hunt as opposed to the conservative witch hunt. Now, here's the problem. One of the reasons, one of the factors that ended the conservative, the McCarthy witch hunt, was a journalist, television journalist named Edward R. Murrow on CBS. He was the only person, the first person to stand up in a national broadcast and denounce this. Everybody else was scared crapless. You know, when I first started in broadcasting, we had to sign a loyalty oath before you could go on the air. Did yeah. you know that, Bob? I, I think you mentioned it to me years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You had to sign that. And, and, and after David, you never belonged to a whole big string of, of organizations and the like. Yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, Morrow got on the air and denounced it. And all of a sudden, people started saying, yeah, yeah, that's right. What's the problem? We don't have an Edward R. Murrow. We do not have a dominant, trustworthy media giant right. anymore, as we used to have, because everybody now is simply following some sort of a political agenda. These right. people, Eric yeah. Semperide, Murrow, even up to the latest Cronkite, then it started changing a little bit. Very objective people. All right, so I was just going to say, I was just going to say to you about Cronkite. I mean, Cronkite. Uh, he was probably the last one, like you mentioned. I mean, later, you you never knew these guys' personal feelings, opinions, politically, what side they yeah. they fell on. When they were on the air, they gave the the news objectively and straight yeah. out there so that the audience could make their own judgments and their uh, form their own opinions. I mean, it wasn't until later, after Concrete, uh, Cron uh, Cronkite, and <laughs> I'm going to call him Concrete in a minute. Uh, Walter retired. That uh, we found out that he was very, very liberal in his policy. Well, Dan Rather, Dan Rather replaced him. 
but then he got in trouble, you know, of course, later with some of his stuff, too. No, I tell you, Cronkite is interesting. When I worked with Walter Cronkite during my term as a staff announcer at, at CBS for a short period of time, it never occurred to anybody. I would never have walked up and say, you know, I could be sitting there across from him, you know, not on the air, of course, but, you know, preparing. And it would never occur to say, hey, what do you think about this? <laughs> because thinking about it was not the job. It is objectively encompassing it and, and reporting it straight to the people. Nobody would have thought of that. So any conversation you had with him generally was either business or he was he was had a great sense of humor. Yeah. But so that, that, was, that is an aside from my star-crossed and <laughs> before the show started, I started asking you about uh, your influences over your your great career, and you, you're you're a, a, a font of wisdom and a lot of uh, great opinion. Who has? Been, how have you been influenced? Uh, I I would imagine you've had some great influences. Uh, you know, on your Broad, on your broadcasting uh, as as a person, intellect, things like that. Well, you're talking about now or, or just over the years. How have you have you formed opinions? What oh, my, I, my point is today, yeah. social media has these people out there called social media influencers here on Facebook, here, uh, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, where these people go out there and they, you know, for whatever reasons, they're celebrities or they're to be uh -huh. admired that they put out their opinion. And it basically galvanizes other people's opinions to feel the same way. Were you that way, or did you always form your own opinion after finding information on your own? Well, we all heavily influenced. My, my greatest influence politically, I think, was H.L. Mencken, the great American sage and, and journalist. Uh, far as my career is concerned, I, I think, you know, you look everybody is who does this for a living. Steve Allen was an influence. And, uh, oh, gosh, I mean, you could, you could go on and on. Uh, Flip Wilson. You know, I, I'm sorry. I was going to interrupt with the Flip Wilson's thing, which I, I loved. He was a Jersey guy. You go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. That that, that was fine. You you answered my opinion, you, my, my question. But the thing is, people abdicate their opinion way too easily uh, these days. And they really don't take the time, like we've mentioned before, to really formulate their own opinion after gathering oh. facts and well, gathering well, various what, what taught us that? We are taught to act as a celebrity tells us to. God, how long have they been doing sneaker commercials? Right. Uh, uh, celebrity commercials, uh, celebrity endorsements. I mean, that's part of the culture. Right. And, and, and so people and to, don't think, you know, uh, go right to the gym, go to go right to the um, the issues with the crime in, in the cities. Whenever you see someone uh, interviewed and they're like uh, of a differing opinion of, of the protesters are like, oh, we definitely need the police back here. Please, please don't defund the police. Please refund the police. Please bring the back where we're, it's like a war zone. That's what. But why isn't that being heard? And why are those people with those opinions being, you know, ostracized and, and being called sellouts to a lot of point? And they're not getting the point when this could very well be the, the honest to God truth. Of, of what's been going on in some of these. Uh, well, where there is a, there is a feeling, a theory going that people are are swallowing this avalanche of progressive, you know, correctness and what's going on is this anarchy, but they resent it and they're just lying low for fear of intimidation. And then come the election, they're going to go to the polls and kick progressive butt. I don't know if it'll happen or not, but that is, you know, something something of a thought. Well, I guess what we try to 
I was I was thinking the other day, and, and this is how, in a sense, prejudice. I don't mean this in the in the current political sense, but how our minds work. Uh, they were talking about changing the name of schools in New Jersey, and they've been done some, but they're going to change the name of, uh, and I can't think of a specific example, perhaps you can, a name that is unpopular again with the uh, offensive, uh, offend community, and they're going to replace it with a with a hero. I think we had for, well, we already had that. We had the, with the Malcolm X High School, that was, that was years ago, and I think quite appropriately so. And so I was thinking, okay, we're going to change all of these names. And I was thinking of, God, they're going to have an Al Sharpton high school. I was going down that negative path. Suddenly occurred to me, hey, if they want to do a Flip Wilson high school, I'm on that. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. on it. Yeah. And so if they, <laughs> they want to do a Miles Davis high, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so I had to change my thinking on that. <laughs> so, uh, so we're going to have to wrap up here. But before we go, I wanted to uh, ask you, are you going to be get, going to a, I know you're not a fast food guy, but considering that Burger King is going to be using a new found beef for their Whoppers over the next year, uh, <laughs> lemongrass, which apparently will cut down some of the noxious admissions uh, from the cattle. So it's going to be more flatulence free beef. For uh, Whoppers at Burger King, I don't know if you heard that they're going to be using oh, a. I, I, I have not had a junk food thing for about well, thirty years. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, my flatulence obviously from some other source. I don't know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> hey, I want to do. I want to do something real quick here. Yeah. We have two event, two things in New Jersey of kids left in the car. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> to great harm to the child. One was in uh, uh, Jackson, I think, and the other, I believe, it was Scotch Plains, if I'm not mistaken. You, you've you've seen those stories, yeah, on a hot day. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. I, I don't see. This gets back to you. Ask why people put up with this. Why we have no feed or, or what uh, pushback on on the rioting going on on the streets and the destruction. We are a dumb people. Yes, we, we are a stupid damn nation of people who don't think for themselves anymore. I mean, have you leaving a child, anybody nowadays who would go off and, and these, these two people did it purposely. And this woman who actually went to jail, the one in Jackson, I'm glad they took her. And she said, well, I was only going to be in their store for a little while. Hmm. The other one, I think the one up in North Jersey, the kid was in there for a long, long time on one of these hot days. I mean, that's a killer. That's a death sentence right there. Cut it the hell out. Yeah. I mean, use your head. Or something other than, as my father used to tell me, you boy, use your head for something other than a spacer to keep your ears apart. <laughs> right. I've heard that one, too. Yeah. And my, my father's famous one is, when he says, my boy, he's, and I'd be doing something physical. He says, this boy is strong as an ox and almost as smart. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, so that's my heritage, along with Gerhard Manor. So, right. so many other, th so many other things to talk about. Oh, I, I want to do one thing. We'll do it next week. I'll just talk about defunding police, which you you brought up. Uh, back when I was a kid, uh, the population of the town I grew up in was three thousand six hundred and ten. We had one policeman. It was a sixty-year-old man. <laughs> of course, he was the chief. One. <laughs> I looked up in New Jersey. The identical population is Bordentown in, Bur in Burlington County. Bordentown has the same population, 3,600. They have 30 policemen. <laughs> 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 Times have changed. We'll talk about that next week, Bob.
All right, Jim. Hey, thanks. Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back here next Thursday. You can check this on demand anytime you want at nj1015.com and right here on Facebook. Have a great week. And God take abundantly good care of you, as he's done with me. So I'll share it with you. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From nj1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast.